0: A ring in endorsement, I guess. Potentially enjoy this episode, which will start after the other half of my magical comedy duo, Teller, gives us a countdown. Take it away, Teller. Well, everybody knows your name. Hello, welcome to the Cube. My name is Jordan Maywood, and I am the lackadaisical LibroCubicalist. The show is like a journal of all the media I have consumed. I say that because... Uh, the, 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 oh god, uh, b, b-, b- category oh, that's not a good sign. <laughs> the category on uh, iTunes that uh, I chose to put it under is a uh, uh, society slash personal journals. Because it seemed to fit more than other things. Uh, You know, you could put it under movies, you could put it under TV, you could put it under games, you could put it under internets, but uh, none of those really fit. So that's what I decided to go with. And uh, there's a logic to it, or at least I thought there was at the time. So... You know, we'll see. Uh, the other thing I wanted to say at the top of the show is, from my perspective recording this, it is about uh, 7 o'clock in the morning on January 1st, 2019. Happy New Year to all. Even though, from your perspective, uh, it's somewhere not this time. Um, the other thing is, uh, with Fallout 76 taking up so much of my time, uh, you will have noticed last episode we had no movies. And, uh, I just sort of used that to clean up all the media that had piled up. Uh, this one, similar vein, because I hadn't watched movies in, like, forever, basically. Uh, excuse me. <clears throat> I watched, uh, a shit ton. Yeah, I was gonna try to, uh, uh, make that a G sentence, uh, and say a poop ton, but no. This degree of movie watching deserves, DESERVES to be called a shit ton. Also, I woke up this morning, uh, and I think I might be getting sick, which uh, is unusual. But maybe it's because uh, the missus and I do this thing uh, every New Year's where we'll just basically we'll sit at home, we'll uh, do our own thing, we'll uh, sort of uh, do a rare money is no object dinner, <laughs> like just get real fancy shit, <clears throat> and... I feel like uh, I woke up with, like, uh, burning in my chest because, and this is my theory, uh, all the various meats I ate were battling in my stomach, and the, the battlefield is my body today. Uh, it may have been the bottle of wine and a giant bottle of beer, but, uh, you know, I'm going to blame it on the meats. I ate uh, a duck. Not a full duck. I didn't just eat a duck. Uh, I, I've never had duck a lorange. Uh, but uh, but I tried that for the first time, and uh, it was pretty good. I will say of duck, uh, it's very dense, I found. And it was a little dry, but that could have been more the cooking than the actual bird. Uh, then I had some ribs, of course, as you do. Uh, New Year's Eve ribs, yeah, that's a thing, sure, why not. Um, the missus, uh, she had lobster, uh, so I tried a little piece of that, uh, maybe two little pieces. Uh, she is more seafood, and I am more uh, not. Actually, she is more surf, and I am more turf. You could say. Uh, and then she also had some uh, escargot, or escargots, as I like to say, because that's funny. Uh, so basically I had all of these fucking uh, two-legged, four-legged, six-legged, and no-legged uh, meats crawling all around in my body. And uh, it may have sent me in a slow descent to sickness that I could feel brewing, and I can hear in my talking voice now. So, with that said, uh, I shouldn't be wasting all this time that I'm doing right now. Uh, And I will, god damn will I, uh, try to stick to the timer. What timer? The timer that I will push that will start off a series of five, five minute timers, like this. Ladies and gentlemen, You some things. Movie Monologue. Today's movie monologue sponsor is Grey Holes. <laughs> Excuse me. Thank you for that sponsorship. Uh, movie the first, Predator, or sorry. The Predator, which I think is how they distinguish the original movie from this 2018 version. Uh, yeah, I uh, was looking forward to this one for a while. Uh, if any movie in the Predator or Alien or Alien vs. Predator franchise I, I tend to enjoy. Uh, this one was fine. Uh, Rating-wise, I think I'd go a solid 3. And uh, just at the top of the show, this is good. Because to give a 3, we'll let you know that I give 3s for enjoyed... The experience of the movie while it was happening, but probably wouldn't watch it again. Uh, that that is, uh, that is where a three sort of hits for me. Um, maybe it dipped uh, a few times into a two, and maybe there was the odd cool four moment, uh, but that was rare. So uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, it, it's just, uh, I, I liked Olivia Munn. She, she was good. Uh, I liked uh, the key, like there was some comedy in it, which I always say you got to have a little uh, a little comedy in whatever style movie you're doing, be it drama, action, um, comedy. <laughs> uh, just, uh, you know, it, it just fell a little flat, let's say. Uh, okay, moving on to Meatballs from 1979. Wacky hijinks of counselors and campers at a less than average summer camp. One of... Uh, if not the first? No, I think one of. Uh, one of Bill Murray's first movies. Uh, holds up maybe not a hundred percent. I imagine I've watched it a few times over the years. It's one of those ones where if you're... In, like, I, I would throw this into an 80s movie f- comedy uh, uh, milieu, <laughs> uh, despite the fact that it came out in 1979. Uh, yeah, and, and that's what it is. It's uh, campers, you, you got your rich kids, you got your poor kids. Uh, how do they save the camp? Uh, this, did it start the genre of saving in camp? Uh, or was, uh, was this among them? I don't know. But uh, rating-wise, I think I'd go, again, three, but probably closer to four just for the reason that I know it is a movie that every fucking, I don't know, decade I'll, <laughs> I'll dust off and rewatch. Uh, And and that's just for Bill Murray, really. So, uh, okay, let's do this. The movie itself gets a 2, and Bill Murray gets a 4, and there you go. Convoluted rating. Uh, Next is Venom from 2018. Uh, Yeah, people really didn't like this movie, and I get it. Uh, Again, I I think it's just sort of right in the middle there. I had uh, moments of enjoyment while watching, so we will give it a 3. And it also, some of the the fights got... uh, they were interesting, but a little too CGI-y. Uh, uh, it's similar to Meatballs. Oh, how this is a rare Venom and Meatballs comparison. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the, that I can almost guarantee has never happened. Uh, Tom Hardy uh, probably gets a 4, and the movie itself gets a 2. Huh? See what I did there? Uh, okay, next is... A, a Brief History and of Time. Uh, this is a documentary about Stephen Hawking. Uh, it was very well done. I actually thought the documentary was more, uh, like, going into it. I, I didn't really know. I, I thought it was more about the, uh, his book, or the actual science of the book, and that's what I was expecting. So when it was a documentary just about his life, which uh, you could see that uh, whatever that actual... Uh, uh, it's not a documentary. The movie with him in it, uh, I'm not going to pull it. And we're almost out of time. So, uh, brief history of time. I'll give, like a like, a two... Uh, and I'm my rating may be uh, uh, influenced by the fact that I thought the movie was going to be something else. Last but not least, uh, The Foreigner. Oh, Jackie Chan, yeah, uh, v- v- playing a very sad, sad Chinese man. Uh, f- yeah, this one, uh, was a bit of a surprise that I liked it as much as I did. I, I think I'd go a-, a solid four. Jackie Chan was good. Uh, don't often, I feel, get to see his acting chops but I, I think you do in this a little bit. Like, you really... There's there's times where you look at the sadness on his face, and it's sort of like... you, you, you have Like, the literal sound, aww, I think may have came out of my voice. Uh, it's a story of a, a, a man who had shit go awry, uh, so he has to find vengeance. Uh, it reminds me a little bit of what, Payback with Mel Gibson for some reason. A uh, humble businessman with a... Buried past, seeks justice when his daughter is killed in an act of terrorism. Uh, A cat and mouse conflict ensues with government official played by none other than Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, he was good. So uh, there you go. That's one set of five movies down. Oh boy. Television talk. Today's, not television talk, but rather double movie monologue is Farting Buddha. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, first we have The Zen Diaries of Gary Shandling, which was uh, a two-part special, I suppose you would call it, but uh, I'm considering it a movie for my purposes here. Uh, Judd Apidow presents an emotional two-part in-depth look at the life career... <laughs> Excuse me, in complex internal struggles of his loving mentor, influential, oh, we should underline that word, the influential stand-up comedian and actor Gary Shandling, based on Shandling's personal diaries. Uh, Yeah, coming away from this, like, I, I always enjoyed Gary Shandling. Uh, His stand-up, I didn't get a great amount of uh, exposure to, but uh, his television uh, shows and appearances and anything he was in, he always sort of uh, uh, enjoyed his presence, I suppose you could say. So, to learn uh, the influence he had on so much uh, comedy and media in the world, uh, it's really quite impressive and, uh, he will, and is missed, I am sure. So, uh, 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 heartwarming, uh, you'll laugh, you'll cry? Question mark? You might, I don't know. Depends how emotional you get. Uh, rating wise, I think I'd go, Ooh, geez, will I go five out of five? Yeah, I, I, I think, uh, four for the movie and, uh, and we'll tip it over to five for just Gary Shanley being the man that he was. So very, very cool. I loved it. Uh, next, moving on to Action Jackson from 1988. Uh, yeah, this was a movie on how did this get made. And it sounded crazy. Uh, well, a lot of the movies they watch sound crazy. But uh, sometimes there's ones where it's like, oh yeah, that uh, that sounds like something I have to see. And after watching it, yeah, for the most part, uh, this is a really over-the-top, ridiculous uh, 80s action flick. Uh, starring uh, Carl Weathers, did I mention? Bad guy, Craig T. Nelson. You got Sharon Stone in there. Uh, uh, Sydney Ash played the the sort of sexy girl in it. Did she ever do anything else? Uh, I don't know if she did or not. Uh, she, she was fine in it. Oh, uh, here's a quote from the final exchange of the movie. Uh, she says, uh, You said you wouldn't team with a junkie. How about an ex-junkie? Oh, yeah, she was a junkie. Action Jackson. Wait a minute. You're kidding. Sydney Ash. Cold turkey. You have me on Thanksgiving. How's that? Action Jackson. Can I have you any sooner? (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, Okay, so I was going to lean more towards three out of five. (laughs) But after that exchange... Uh, probably four out of five. Yeah, it's just a crazy 80s action flick. You know, period, full stop. What more do you need? Uh, you need this next movie, All Square. Uh, a down-on-his-luck bookie befriends an ex-girlfriend's son and begins taking bets on his youth league baseball games, creating chaos in the community. Uh, five out of five. The actor in it's, uh, Michael Kelly... Uh, looks familiar, and I couldn't quite figure out where I knew him from. I, I think he's been in a bunch of stuff. Uh, definitely, definitely falls into the dark comedy category, which explains my high rating, likely. Uh, yeah, uh, little uh, Bad News Bears in there, obviously, a teeny bit. The poster, especially, I'm just looking at. That, that very much looks like uh, Bad News Bears. Uh, good, dark, fun. Also good, dark, fun. Blue Iguana. Uh, Blue Iguana, uh, dark comedy, more towards the action side. Uh, Starring Sam Rockwell and Ben Schwartz. Benny Schwa. Yeah, fucking love that. Uh, Great to see them together. Had a lot of good chemistry. Uh, Ex-Jailbirds Eddie and Paul are on parole and working in a New York diner. Their lives are at a dead end. That is, until English lawyer Catherine Rockwood walks into the diner with an offer they can't refuse. An offer to, like, get a thing... Kill people, lots of fighting, lots of gunshots and, and, and action and such. Uh, Blue Iguana, oh jeez, will I go 5 out of 5 for that as well? Uh, F- ben and Benny schwa and uh, Sam Rockwell, we'll give them a 5 out of 5, and we'll give the movie a 4 out of 5. <laughs> uh, last but not least, uh, you heard uh, the timer went down. Uh, So I shouldn't even have paused it. I'm an idiot. I said I wouldn't do this, but it's hard with five movies to fit it in. So I do what I want. Uh, The Lego Batman movie from 2017. Uh, Yeah, it's Batman. It's Lego. Uh, I do... uh, Kevin Conroy will always be my favorite Batman voice, but uh, Will Arnett does a decent Kevin Conroy impression, I will say. Uh, It's funny. It's dumb. Uh, You have probably... Yeah, I think without question I bet you could say the largest uh, uh, number of Batman villains in one movie it's just uh, and then f- uh, villains from other not only uh, b- uh, like uh, Batman Superman villains y- villains from other media uh, fucking uh, it's got Daleks oh shit that reminds me I have to watch uh, uh, the Doctor Who from last night uh, oh yeah I should make a note of that okay uh, yeah uh, Rating-wise, geez, uh, I think I go solid four. Solid four, us. Who did the Joker? Joker. Oh, Zach Galifianakis was a Joker. Jesus, I didn't even realize. Huh. Conan the Librarian. Don't you know that we decimal system? Today's not book banter, but rather triple movie monologue sponsor is Ooze. Okay, uh, there's a sort of logic in that the first three movies of this uh, particular movie monologue uh, all have to do with books, specifically the book titled The Never Ending Story. Ah. Uh, um, yeah, uh, the story's still going on as far as I'm concerned. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with this uh, phenomenon they made one really good movie and then they decided to make two other ones <laughs> uh, the the first one came out in 1984 uh, if you saw this, as uh, I don't know how much of this is nostalgia, I, I should say but, I, but I'm pretty sure it's a good movie yeah uh, a troubled boy dives into a wondrous fantasy world through the pages of a mysterious book and that's, uh, that's basically what it is, a, a kid reads a book and he's sort of so pulled into it that uh the real world or irl as the kids would say uh is sort of intertwined with the world of the book and he sort of uh has to interact with it in order to save this world that exists within the book that's being destroyed uh he does it through one of the main character of the book uh, uh yeah and that's the story basically of the first one Uh, Where lots of cool stuff happens, Um, except for when (laughs) they're traveling through the swamp, and the horse dies, and it's the saddest thing in movie history, question mark? I will say that I thought that was like towards the end of the movie. like It feels like something that should happen towards the end of the movie, but it's one of the very first things that happens in the movie, which was sort of very... It it shocked me. It shocked me to my core. Uh, Okay, so that was the first movie. Let's see the second movie. Hmm. A young boy with a distant father enters a world of make believe and magic through a portal within an antique book. Okay, so it's still the same uh, uh, fantasy realm. Uh, For some reason, this kid is being tripped, tripped, tricked by the evil forces in order to make wishes. Uh, one part in particular, uh, oh, and I, I didn't really get that. Like, he has to make wishes because every time he makes a wish, he forgets something from the real world, I guess? And that will trap him in this book? I don't know. This one got a little convoluted. Um, oh yeah, what's the... Jonathan Brandis played the kid in this one. Uh, anyways, uh, one part in particular where he's making wishes... And he's like, basically he's got to climb a castle, let's say. That's maybe not 100% accurate, but for our purposes, sure. Uh, instead of making a wish like, oh, I wish I was at the top of the castle, he's like, oh, I wish there was a handhold. <laughs> so I could, it would make climbing easier. And then uh, next wish, oh, I wish there was another handhold. And then he just continues on. And, and you know what? I would have accepted. I wish there was a series of handholds to get me to the top. But no, he had to wish for each goddamn handhold. Fucking idiot. Deserves to die, but didn't because it's a children's film. <laughs> Next is the never-ending story three. Yes, somehow they made another one. Uh, a young boy must restore order when a group of bullies steal the magical book that act as a portal between Earth and the imaginary world of Fantasia. One of the bullies played by a young Jack Black. Oh uh, yeah this uh, this one's pretty bad. The kids uh, the kids still you know uh, oh shit I haven't been giving ratings. okay, never ending story the first one jeez uh, like I, I still love it to this day uh, and I will admit some of this is likely nostalgia, but I gotta go five out of five. Uh, the second one, I gotta go two and the last one probably one. Yeah, they're bad. Uh, okay, uh, before we run out of time, uh, we've got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, colon, The Secret of the Ooze. Yes. Uh, I think there's other ones, but I just watched these two because these are the ones that I watched as a child. So I, I think this particular movie monologue is a very nostalgia-heavy. Uh, I, I loved... Uh, probably the first one, uh, I'm a little blurry on which ones, but I love these as a child to an insane degree. Like, I, I think I remember wanting to be a Ninja Turtle, and being a human and wanting to be something that's not, it's probably not going to happen. So that was likely a bit of a letdown that sent me on the spiral downwards, that I'm still on to this day. Uh, the first one will go uh, you know nostalgia e four five, five and the other one less than that. Game Gavin. Today's quadruple movie monologue sponsor is Old Bullets. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, uh, movie the first and second are Young Guns and Young Guns 2. Ah, these from 1988 Young Guns and 1990 Young Guns 2. Oh, there's only two years apart separating these two weird movies. Yeah, I I, kind of remembered, like I had seen these and this is another nostalgia trip, I guess, which uh, apparently seems like I did a lot of uh, this particular uh, movie watching binge. Um, yeah, like, I had fond memories of these and sort of remember them just being, like, basic, uh, uh, Western movies. But, uh, no, they're, they're sort of Western movies with, like, a 90s flair to it, which has a weird, uh, it's a weird mix, let's say. And they didn't quite hold up the way I remembered them, uh, which is sad. Like, uh, like, watch Tombstone if you're gonna watch. A 90s western or uh, Unforgiven. Was that from the 90s? I I don't know, but there's much better ones. Um, A group of young gunmen led by Billy the Kid become deputies to avenge the murder of the rancher who became their benefactor, but when Billy takes their authority too far, they become the hunted. Yeah, that's accurate. Uh, Emilio Estevez, Keith Sutherland, Lou Diamond Phillips, Charlie Sheen, just to name a few. Uh, yeah, so basically, it's a bunch of uh, dudes. Uh, the the second movie's got Christian Slater in there, uh, who are you know young uh, Western cowboy types. The end. <laughs> uh, the first one I'll go like a, a three plus, and uh, the second one I'd go like a three negative. Yeah, how about that for convoluted ratings? We're doing it. Uh, okay, moving on to uh, the Bill Murray stories, colon, life lessons learned from a mythical man. Uh, yeah, if you ever do any sort of exploration on their interwebs, you may have come across this phenomenon uh, of uh, stories of real-life encounters with the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Bill Murray. Oh, you know what? I just realized we had uh, uh, meatballs at the top of the show, and now we've worked to modern-day Murray. In the form of some of the just crazy hijinks he gets up to IRL. Like uh, coming, just popping into a party that's going on. Or ending up in people's wedding photos. Or uh, uh, just just some of the crazy stuff that uh, in this movie gets verified. Uh, but... It, there's a website uh and i think it's called no one will believe you because apparently that's what he whispers like he'll do something crazy and then whisper to the person no one will believe you because no one will believe you uh, the fact that there's so many of these uh, bill murray stories that end with no one will believe you make it slightly more likely that uh that it's possible i guess uh, like i have dreams of just like him like showing up at my door and just being like oh hey how's it going can I, can I come in <laughs> like he's the type of dude where certain people would do that and you know you call the cops but with him I feel like you'd be like oh yeah fuck this is awful this is awesome uh the movie great uh, great documentary uh, I think I'll go five out of five uh both for the doc itself but also the subject matter obviously uh probably gonna bump it up a little bit a little bit a little bit uh next we have uh the bromley boys a boy a girl and the worst football team in britain you can't choose who you're going to fall in love with uh yeah comedy gets a little dark which i uh, it, uh i appreciate uh sports mm, yeah it's kind of a sports movie uh the love of british uh soccer and uh, like sort of soccer teams and and, and how uh, how the the fans become well fanatic? Hey, eh? what's the root word there. Uh, uh, I kind of don't get, but uh, movies like this help me to understand it a little bit because I, I, you do feel sort of involved by the end. So you know, I appreciate it for that. Uh, rating wise, I go three point five. Yeah, uh, it's above average, uh, and the potential that I would watch it again does exist, although it's not high. Last but not least, the nun. Jesus Christ. Uh, this was bad, bad, bad. I'm giving it a, a less than one. Yeah, it gets a less than one. Uh, I uh, stopped watching. The, first of all, let me just say, the missus made me watch this. Uh, I had no desire to see it. She bugged me for a while. Uh, I was nice, as I am from time to time, and said, fine, sure, we'll watch it. Uh, I put it on after a half hour. Uh, I was so not liking it that I took my glasses off, I put a pillow over my head, and despite the fact that I cannot physically have a nap, seemingly, uh, I I think I did fall asleep. It's just, it's a bad, it doesn't make sense, uh, it's, it's ridiculous with, uh, (laughs) I think a good indicator was at the very beginning, uh, there's two nuns going into a crypt, and the ground is, like, covered in, in fog. And to me, it was like, oh boy. <laughs> what is this? Fucking a movie from the 1950s where fog is scary? Uh, the Nun. Do not watch. Avoid. This is probably the worst movie I saw all of 2018. Yeah, guaranteed. That was the worst movie I saw of the year. The Nun. internet intercourse I like turtles today's uh, uh, b- 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 quintuple yeah quintuple oh, I forgot to put it quintuple movie monologue sponsor is the orangutan thank you for that sponsorship okay movie the first daddy's home two. uh yeah if you saw daddy's home this is the second one of those movies uh, I will say, went into it with very low expectations, never heard anything good. In fact, I think I did hear bad things about it, and plus you have Mel Gibson in there, which is, uh, you know, that's an interesting choice. Uh, but yeah, he's, he plays an asshole, so I, I guess they have that going for them, which is nice. <laughs> uh, but uh, I also didn't realize this was a Christmas movie, and we watched it uh, uh, during the Christmas holidays, so, you know, maybe that added to the enjoyment of it. Uh, and I, you know what, I'm saying all these things to ramp it up for the fact that I actually enjoyed it. Both of Mrs. and I, uh, there, there's quite a few laughs in it. Uh, just ridiculous, over-the-top, Clark Griswold-style, uh, laughs, primarily coming from, uh, Will Farrell, But, uh, his dad is played by John Lithgow, and he's good in everything, so those two together were good. Uh, Mark Wahlberg, his dad, played by Mel Gibson, that was interesting. Got a little John Cena in there. Uh, it's good to see him uh, more and more. I, I think he does a he does a fine job in any role I've ever seen him in. So all in all, I think I'd go like a solid four. Yeah, uh, you'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll think, well, how is Mel Gibson in this movie? It's weird. Uh, all in all, pretty pretty good. Uh, moving on to my dinner with Hervé. Specifically, Hervé Villachez, uh, who you may know from... Uh, uh, James Bond primarily is where I know him from, where he was... Uh, well, he basically played, like, the same character as he did in Fantasy Island, which is a show I've always heard about, and heard it was, like, real crazy. Uh, but I've never seen, I don't think, one minute of footage of, and uh, I-, I should rectify that, because uh, it-, it sounds like an interesting thing. Uh, a look at the life of French actor Hervé Villachez... Uh, co-star of the hit 70s series Fantasy Island, who took his own life in 1993 at the age of 50. Sad. Uh, he's played by Peter Dinklage, which uh, I suppose there's a logic to that, as they were both little people. So, why not, uh, you know. It would have made, it would have perhaps been strange to have someone who was not a little person play a little person in a movie, I suppose. But, uh, you know, why not? Anything, <laughs> excuse me, anything goes, right? Uh Uh, So part documentary, part uh, 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 drama, um, uh, uh, biographical reenactments uh, and such. Uh, It was good. Uh, Peter Dinklage was amazing in it. I, I, I will say... Uh, and and this comes up from time to time, I have not yet watched one single episode of Game of Thrones because I am waiting for it to be over so I can binge it because I am positive after reading the books uh, many moons ago when I think there was only two or three of them at the time uh, that it will be perfect for binging because the amount of characters will make doing anything else hard to remember who everyone is. Uh, Anyways... So, so I don't really know his acting that much. I've seen him in a few things, and he's always good. But uh, in in this, you can really see th- this this dude, man. He he's got the chops of the acting variety. So rating wise, I'll give him a five, and I'll give the movie a four. Uh, okay, moving on to Every Which Way But Loose from one thousand, nine hundred and seventy. I one thousand, nine hundred and seventy-eight. Rather, uh, the San Fernando San Fernando Valley Adventures of trucker turned prize fighter Philo Bedo and his pet orangutan Clyde. Yeah, they had some interesting movies back in the uh, late 70s, didn't they? Between this and Action Jackson and uh, Meatballs. We got, we got some weird stuff in here, uh, starring Clint Eastwood we got Sandra Locke, which I think the few movies. You know, Jeffrey Lewis. There's a bunch of names uh, that if you watch movies of this era, you will recognize. This is another one where it's like a movie I feel like I'll dust off every once in a while. Just because it's like a real weird one. Uh, the, the fact that one of the main characters is literally an orangutan. You know, it's <laughs> that's good. That is good. Uh, so for that reason, uh, the orangutan gets a five. Uh, the movie itself gets a four. And uh, movies from this era in general, get a 10. <coughs> Why not? Okay, uh, last but not least, Driver X. Uh, skidding into middle age, a stay-at-home dad must drive for an Uber-like rideshare company, Driver X, to help support his working wife and two young daughters. But low pay and wild LA nights put an even greater strain on his marriage. Again, definitely falling into the dark... Uh, and there is comedy uh the actor patrick fabian where do i know him from uh this is another actor where uh very recognizable but uh, couldn't quite place some star trek voyager When was he in voyager tayman okay let's get a look at Taman uh okay uh Taemin star trek voyager should go on memory alpha here but uh Oh, God. Memory Alpha. I don't know why I'm doing this. It's not something I normally do. Uh, but uh, this is a uh, special Tamen. Okay. Tamen was humanoid male claiming to have joined the Scissors of Merchants because of an going to explore galaxy at some point. Male merchant eventually marry three of the women because I don't not remember this episode uh this Patrick Feyman. okay well uh, that's interesting because uh he he looks uh his, his uh he looks like a little bit like a Dax oh what are they called uh died yeah anyways uh, I don't know why I went down this uh, Star Trek Voyager rabbit hole and I am immediately regretting it uh, because we're out of time and I'm wasting time and time is the fire in which we burn which is a Star Trek quote from Star Trek Generations so there Uh, Yeah, since it's dark since it's got comedic you know I'm gonna like it Uh, I think I'll go um, this uh, uh, Patrick Fabian gets a five Uh, and the movie itself will go four Yeah, why not? Hey, we did it. Folks, we did it. That was a movie cleanup, is what that was. Uh, It's nice to be nice to the nice. There may be a little surprise after the credits. Mm -hmm. Done and done. And I mean done. Done and done. (laughs) (laughs) I like Ron. This is the end of the show. B bonus. Yes, that's right. You heard it here. A bonus clip. Uh, one thing non-movie uh, related that I wanted to throw in, and it uh, will make sense now that you know when I recorded this, uh, is the Big Fat Quiz of the Year 2018. Yes, yes. Uh, I, I I think and hope this will be something I bring back every year. Uh, after I watched all of them, <laughs> and uh, spoke of them on this podcast, now every year that uh, a new one comes out, we'll make sense for me to, uh, you know, bring it back, talk about it, say, go watch it because you should. In fact, turn this off. Don't listen to the rest of this episode. And I mean this, I mean, I'm going to be disappointed if you keep listening, go, uh, uh, go on YouTube, Google the big fat quiz of the year, 2018 and watch it and and watch all of them and, and go back and enjoy a little of the fine British comedy. That is British comedy. That doesn't make sense, but that's okay, because you stopped listening, because I shamed you into doing so. If you are still here, first of all, I don't like it, but I'm going to continue. Uh, Okay, so uh, what this is, there'll be, uh, every year, uh, Jimmy Carr will host a uh, a trivia talk show kind of thing, quiz, I suppose (laughs) this is what you could call it, because that's in the title, uh, where uh, three teams of two will sit down and answer, or attempt to answer, uh, questions about things that happened in the previous year. Simple. Simple. And yet, so goddamn delightful. First of all, love Jimmy Carr. Can do no wrong, as far as I'm concerned. And he tries to sometimes. (laughs) Uh, And and then the the sort of rotating cast of uh, fun characters. Not characters, but uh, comedic folk. Usually comedic folk. Um... Uh, especially because you don't often get to see some of the people who will appear on this show, like uh, over here in Canada. uh, I will not necessarily know uh, David Mitchell. I mean, I do personally because I sort of seek out everything he does because he's one of the funniest people just on the planet, period, full stop. Uh, So, uh, for example, you might not have heard of him in Canada or the US because he's more uh, popular in uh, the UK, so... You'll, you'll, you'll get to experience things you won't have otherwise, like a David Mitchell, uh, who was on a team with uh, Michelle Wolf. Uh, their team name was The Internet is a Mistake. <laughs> uh, they had... Uh, you know what? I won't give away the points, how many points they had, because why not? Watch it for yourself. Uh, n- not, it's sort of like um, uh, whose line it is, is it anyways and that the points don't matter, so just keep that in mind. Uh, Michelle Wolf. Uh, I really haven't, other than the correspondence dinner, like I haven't watched her show on Netflix, but uh, she seems funny. Uh, So uh, that's the other thing, like uh, she is more uh, popular in the U.S., but uh, I hadn't really experienced much of her comedy. But she she was quick, she was on the ball, she had funny things to do and say, so I liked her. Uh, Next is Claudia Winkleman and Mo Gilligan. Uh, both comedians, uh, Claudia Winkleman's television presenter. Yeah, that's something they have over there, is presenters. Uh, it's funny because she. I, I see Mo Gilligan is a stand up comed- comedian, and Claudia Winkleman is a quote unquote presenter. Uh, and I gotta say, no offense to Mo, but I, I think Claudia was like the funnier of the two. Like, I, I kind of thought maybe, and this is not a nice thing to say, I thought <laughs> on. So, I'm glad no one's listening to this. Uh-huh. Uh, I kind of thought he was just like a, like a sports guy, because like, he was like a big guy, and I thought maybe he was like a footballer or something, as they call him over there, because he didn't seem to have that much funny to say, to be honest with you, poor Mo Gilligan. That's like the meanest thing I've ever said on this pod- podcast. He, he didn't have much funny to say. <sighs> Sorry, Mo. Uh, their team main name was, uh, Gillywinks. Winkleman, Gilligan, Gillywinks. I liked it. Uh, uh last but not least, they always have, uh, this team. <laughs> and I don't mean these two necessarily, but just a team that you know is going to lose. Uh, this one was called Discount Fireworks. You have No Fielding and Richard Aiwata. Uh, Richard, I feel like you may recognize more, uh, especially if you've seen the IT crowd. Um just a couple of interesting dudes let's say strange sure yeah you could say that uh delightful yes i will goddamn say that my favorite team uh david mitchell i do enjoy his dry dry british wit so dry uh but these two's insanity also pretty goddamn amazing and that's why i bring it up here because i want you to experience this and all the other ones for yourself folks we did it long episode makes sense uh doing all this sort of cleanup but uh you know it's done uh, i think starting next episode that will be episode 474 mm, i like that it's like a, a seven sandwich on four bread oh that'll be a good title for that ah shit i never came up with a title for this one Anyways, uh, we'll see you then, I guess. Bye.